This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch... Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! How the devil are you all? Welcome along. It is back. Well, it's back for us anyway. Premier League football this weekend. Although having said that, of course, still two days to go, so it could still be cancelled. Uh, I, I don't know how suddenly all these players are going to be back or not. Um, I was talking with Brad before we started. It was a very good question, but been, as I've said before, I'd been quite happy for that team uh, full of youngsters to play against Burnley. Um, like I said, they did show more passion and wanting to play for the club than a certain 
number 17? Yeah, I got it right this time. Number <laughs> 17. Um, it is Less Little I Die TV. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Please remember to subscribe and hit that like button. It does help the channel out. And if you're listening on Catch Up to um, on, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Podcast Attic, um, Google, <laughs> nearly 16,000 listens. It, it's unbelievable. Thank you so much. This is where you can follow us. <laughs> Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. We are everywhere and we, we do appreciate your support, whether you're watching or listening. Uh, seeing my face, you probably are better off listening, to be honest with you. We've not had this for a while. Leicester City FC on this day in history with Leicester Till I Die TV. I'm so hoping that one day when I'm doing this show with Steve Linux that I find uh, in in this in this Bible Leicester City on this day something that uh, I can link in with Steve Linux. But I'm still hoping. But what were you doing this day? Twenty two years ago. 22 years ago, we're seen in the new millennium. Leicester City, on this day, on 12th of January 2000, Leicester City went through to the quarterfinals of the League Cup after a thrilling clash against Fulham at Filbert Street. Jeff Horsfield um, looked to put the game beyond the home side when he netted after 75 minutes to make it 2-0 to Fulham. Um, and then uh, blah, 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 blah. Steve Walsh's misdirected pass Leicester Hawksfield goal and he set about making amends in a sunny style with his rampaging run leading to Ian Marshall pulling a goal back. Walsh then sent the game into extra time with an equaliser. Fulham went ahead again, but Marshy made it 3-3 and Leicester held their nerve in the penalty shootout to go through 3-0. What a game that was. What a game. And I uh, I remember listening to it on the radio. <laughs> I didn't have telly in them days. It's the prediction show, and I've got to make a note about this because I did a prediction show earlier. I was on Doug's channel. Check it out. I have retweeted it, Doug's um, Doug Out TV channel, football channel, um, myself and Doug. And I also did – I've got one tomorrow night on Dan on Turf Morehouse TV doing a prediction show. So I've had to write the predictions down so that I don't confuse myself. But it is the prediction show. Good evening. <laughs> It's the Lesser Till I Die Premier League Prediction Show with Chris, Brad and regular special guest, ex-Lester City player Steve Linex. Like and subscribe now. Uh, hello to Miss Melina. Thanks for joining us. She says hello, Stephen. And hello, Chris. Um, she obviously... She doesn't like you, Brad. What can I say? It's because she can't see you. That's the thing you see. Uh, yeah. Static. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Christopher. Good evening, Static. How are you, sir? Uh, he's just tuned in to see who Steve will pick, Arsenal or um, uh, Spurs. 
And Jeff, uh, Jeff Hall enjoyed the quiz. I was a distant third, but did get the Peter Rodriguez question. At least I'd heard of Peter Rodriguez. I didn't know who he was. But uh, first of all, good evening and happy new year to Steve. How are you? Good evening, happy new year, and I'm fine, thank you. Good, good, good. Look, I'm looking forward to your last prediction. I've got all the uh, the, 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 the um, jingle ready to go. Um, <laughs> Brad, who's, who's still trying to get into position. Oh, he's had a shave. Yeah, oh, you know, ladies, ladies, this this has got you've got to this has got to be this. Uh, it's I, not we... I was hiding the bush. The bush was hiding the rest of me like this. <laughs> you were hiding the bush, were you? Uh... <laughs> no, I didn't think that sentence through, did I? Like a lot of things. <laughs> you didn't at all. <laughs> we'll quickly move on. First of all, guys, I'll come to you first, um, uh, Brad. Uh, Benkovic gone. Yeah, yeah, we, we kind of touched on this beforehand and we've done it over a few shows. Um, those of you that are regular, you've probably heard me and Chris mention it before. Not surprised. In fact, I'm surprised it wasn't done in the summer, but then Brendan did say in the summer that he, he wanted to give him kind of like one last chance to really prove himself and show it. The fact that he never made the 25-man squad, and I believe I'm right in thinking he could have been registered into the 25-man squad um, before the FA Cup game, and it wasn't even considered. I mean, like I said to you, Chris, the fact that Brendan went, Oi, you, you're 16, get in the team. 17, get in the team. 20, get in the team. And the rest of them ahead of him. Just, I thought it was inevitable. Um, yeah. He was going to go on a free anyway, so what was the point? He gives him a yeah. chance to find a new club. All the best to him. But, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that there because you know what my yeah. other opinions are. And I, 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 I'm not <laughs> say the least. So, um... Keep it clean. Oh, no, we are past the watershed. It's okay. Steve, memories of Kapuska here, the uh, young sort of guy that does well in the, in the Euros. We signed him and he does rubbish. I mean, two goalkeepers on the bench in the FA Cup, uh, two seats that were empty, and he still wasn't picked. I mean, that can't, you, you're kind of packing your bags as a player, aren't you? That's when the writing's on the wall, yeah. But, um, it's 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 a hard thing for me to you know to, to to talk about really to be honest because these big squads cause you problems mm-hmm. and I think um, you know you look at every club now in the in the Premiership they got that many players signed and out on loan you you, you know you, yeah. you can't keep up with it and it gets to back down to many managers styles and managers plays he was probably playing to a different style different manager. And he comes over to try and do what Brendan does. And, you know, the way Leicester were, were before the good little run, it was confusing. And I think, um, you know, that's one of the reasons you you have to have a special, special talent to show out. And if, yeah. But and I with the modern game, game, the modern game now, there's, they're not signing special talents, they're just signing formation players. Yeah. But I mean, Steve, he had two good seasons under Brendan Rodgers. In Scotland, and uh, you know, is this does this say more about Scottish football than it does maybe about the English second and third tiers where he, he didn't do well, but he was, you know, he won a treble with Celtic. <laughs> yeah, but you know, no disrespect to Scotland, Scotland's nowhere near mm. what it should be. You know, um, you've gone about a few years ago, they wanted Celtic and Rangers to join the, the football league. 
but they'd have to start down in the lower lower leagues. And I think if that happened, I think they'd struggle in the lower leagues mm. because take out take out the two teams from you know up there and the footballs, exactly. you know, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's yeah. semi pro football. Yeah, well, we have um, we have got some breaking news uh, about a couple of signings. Uh, Liverpool have made two signings today. Um, just bring that up here. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is that is for the Liverpool fan that came on. I won't let this drop. The Liverpool fan that came on and said I was, um, and that wasn't me. I didn't make that up, but I, I absolutely love it. Uh, Robert Telly and Nikimota there, two two new signings for Liverpool, and uh, can't wait to see them play. Is that mean they're also going to sign Saladino as well? Something like that. Oh, right. Anyway, oh, moving on. on. <laughs> I put three seconds of thought into that. You could have given me better reaction. Yeah, yeah it showed, mate. It showed. Yeah. Right, we are here for predictions. Um, as I've got uh, John McEnroe at the ready as well. So I'm just going to bring this in. Now, this is how we were doing um, up until last week. So Brad is on 81. No, you're not. Hang on a second. Where are we? There we go. Brad is on 83. I'm on 77. And Steve, you were the only one that predicted Wolves to beat Man United. That's You know, I have to keep going for these outside games. But now Wolves are on a good run. Wolves are on a really good run. Yeah, yeah. But like, they, yeah. but Man United are still playing crap. Yeah. So, <laughs> they, no, well, you, you know, it's, it's so true. They, they, they so are. Um, right. So let's get this week's games lined up. Now I don't know whether uh, I've mentioned this before when you've been on, Steve. But what we decided to do is there's actually, believe it or not, the 16 games that have yet. To be played that have been cancelled, and rather than sort of say, "Oh, right, that's that," you know, you remembering that it's a, a game and not just a normal midweek game. If the game's called off, we just don't include it in the predictions at all. So we all uh, we're all in the same boat on that one. Yeah. Um, so, so starting here, we go with the games. Then game number one, gentlemen, and let's um, let's. Uh, I'll start it off because, like I say, I've already got my prediction in on Doug's channel. Brighton and Hove Albion against Palace. Um, Mid-table there. Brighton, you know, Mr. Potter there. Good start, but let's say that. They're still in ninth. It's not bad. Palace still popping up um, mid-table there in 12th. Um, it could go either way, this. Uh, Brighton have only won two in five, but then again, so have Palace. <laughs> Literally, you can't put a bit of toilet paper between them. And because of that, I am going for a draw. I think this will be it's a derby game. Um, for some reason, <laughs> they're both Sussex clubs. I don't know what it is, but it's a derby game, and I'm going for the draw. What about you, Steve? Uh, I'm going to go for a, a Brighton win on this one. I think um, Crystal Palace are turning into a Jekyll and Hyde team. I think you know you get to the point where you look at them now. Which team's going to turn up? Uh, one mm. one week they're absolutely great and everything's going well, and then. You know, the, the next week, there's there's no spark, there's no nothing. So, I think I think Brighton will do them because, to be fair, Brighton have been consistent. Um, they're not winning, they're not losing, no. they're there or thereabouts. So, I think they'll beat Palace this week. 
Palace, bad. I mean, they did have a, a, a reasonably good start. They've gone off the boil a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, I think that's natural. No disrespect to Palace and, and the same could be said probably for their opponents, Brighton. It's just the calibre of their entire squad. I know they've got some great players. Uh, there's probably a few players that are being looked at by uh, teams higher up in the division. Um but I just think you look at their depth overall and, and, and sometimes, you know, we said it about Leicester over the last three or four seasons where maybe not having that depth has kind of cost us and we burnt out and we were maybe asking players to play games through injury, through pain, when realistically Rodgers wanted to rest them. And I, I feel like that's the case with this sort of game. You've got a team like Palace who are trying to keep their momentum going. And obviously, like Steve said, a bit Jacqueline and Hyde, because one minute they're a joy to watch and the next minute you're looking at them thinking, what happened there? They're just getting torn apart and they just seem to have no energy about them. And this could be one of them games where they're going to be up for it. Do you know what? I've, I've asked a Brighton fan about this rivalry and I've been told about it and I forgot it. So yeah, I exactly the same. I, I, yeah. I, I think, think it's because of of, apart from Croydon, I think there's no other team that is closer to Brighton than Palace are. So yeah, it, I think it, it purely is that, I think. I think it's really I, I think there is like a real like reason from back in the day. I'm sure there is a, a reason for it. Um I can't believe I forgot it. I was hoping to bring it up because I thought I was I knew that was a game. Um, it will but, come to you when we get down further down the list. So we <laughs> don't think if it does pop up, give us a shout because I can't remember it either. Who are you going for, Brad? I can't. I, I'm often to agree with you, Chris. I'm going to have to copy your aim up for this one because I can't pick a winner. I think no. Brighton just have a habit of scoring goals late on a nick in a draw. And Palace are one of them teams, they won't want to lose this. I think it'll be a high score scoring derby. I think it'll be a draw. I do indeed uh, agree with you, obviously, because that's what I went. And that's not a date, <laughs> is it? Hang on a second. That's, is that up? Ah, it is updating on your screen. Yes, there we, go. there we go. Right, Manchester City, Chelsea is the first game on the Saturday with the Brighton Palace being the Friday night. Uh, early kickoff. And as we look at this, Steve, I mean, Manchester United, oh, sorry, Manchester City, not lost in five. Chelsea, I mean, I know they're winning tonight, but they've only won one in five. They've got four draws. Chelsea were my tip for the title at the start of the season, but you know, there's already 10 points between them. They both played the same number of games. If Manchester City, I mean, is it too early to say this is a title decider? Um, I think Manchester City win is quite, quite comfortable. I've just been watching Chelsea and uh, Chelsea knock it about. Uh, just like Man City, they keep the ball, you know, they hold on to it well, but they haven't got the killer touch like Man City. Man City will play with it all game, they'll pass it around, do work, but, but they're, they're clinical and they finish. I think Chelsea are getting to the edge of the box or in the box, and then instead of shooting or taking somebody on, they're passing again, square, passing it back, and I think they've become too negative. They can hold the ball and they can play, but... They haven't, yeah. got, they haven't got the same cutting edge as Man City, so I think Man City will win this one about 2-0. I, I have gone the same. I actually went 2-1, but I, I've, gone, I've gone the same as well. I think it's City. Uh, and I think, to be honest with you, if they win it, 
if they win against Chelsea, they're going to be um, 13 points ahead. Uh, and I know we're only probably technically halfway during the season, through the season, but or just over halfway through the season, depending, depending how many games you've had called off. But you know that's you know you're expecting Man City to lose five games between now and the end of the season. You know they've only lost two. I can't see that happening. I think if it is a Man City win, Brad, give the title to them now. Yeah, probably, because it's not just Chelsea you look at, it's Liverpool. And I, I kind of got asked this question, uh, I think it was on Rich's stream before, and I just said, the problem you've got with Man City is they're such a powerhouse that they could probably draw this game, but you know they're going to be everybody else they're expected to beat. Whereas Liverpool and Chelsea, you're not only, you know, not only are you hoping Man City somehow drop more points, um, but you've then got to go the rest of the season. And I wouldn't say almost. I think they've got to be perfect. I think if anyone's going to stop Man City, it's in hope and perfection. In, in terms of they don't lose a game when Man City drop points. And I'm looking at how serious um, Chelsea's lineup was against Shrewsbury. Was it Shrewsbury they played? Am I getting confused with Liverpool played? They played someone like that, didn't they? In the cup, Chelsea played Chesterfield, wasn't it? I Chesterfield. Think. I knew it was one of the. I, I had to. I but anyway, the, the point still stands. They, they went fairly strong for that, considering what you normally expect teams like that to put out against a side like that in the early rounds. And the fact that they're going for it in the Carabao Cup with, a, I believe, a fairly strong lineup. You know that Mickey Mouse Cup that nobody wants to win from them sort of fans. I think Tuchel's already given up. On the league, I think he's gone right. I'll bring silverware in. I'll concentrate on trying to make it a double. Try and bring in the Carabao Cup early doors, and and hopefully we can make amends for last year's FA Cup. Who did they lose to last year's FA Cup? I don't know if you guys remember, but whoever it was, it can't have been a big important team. It's not like we'd know who it was. Would it? Would no, it no, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know. Would we? I, they don't I, even I, put the right ribbons on on the BBC, do they? I know, right. <laughs> No, but I honestly think that Tuchel's actually give up on the league title, which you know is the biggest mistake you can make with Mother Russia in mm. charge of uh, your, your club's yeah. finances. He doesn't, he doesn't like these mini cups. He likes league titles. You can get sacked for winning cups at uh, at uh, Chelsea. So uh, maybe maybe Roman I've has to accept it and sticks with him. But I, I, I honestly agree with you both. I actually agree with Steve Moore as well. I actually think it'll be a row. I think this will be three or four nil Man City. Chelsea, can, can I just uh, say, if uh, if Mr. Putin is watching, those comments are purely Brad's comments. He's not expressing the opinions of Leicester till I die. I don't no, want to my, die. Real name, my real name's Dan and I live in Burnley. <laughs> Talking of Burnley, um, Newcastle have been very, very clever here. I mean, not only have they brought a striker... It was not necessarily going to get you 20 goals a season, but will certainly be up there and he'll fight for it and he, you know, he'll make a nuisance of himself in the box. But they bought that player off the um off one of their biggest relegation rivals. I mean, Dan talking of Dan was absolutely unbelievably fuming, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, Steve. He's not a happy chappy at all. They've now got to go and try and find somebody else in this window. Uh, but, now you know, you have these get-out clauses and Newcastle came in, um, said, right, you want 20, is 20 and a few bits for add-ons, etc. And 
he, he will possibly keep them up. Um, I say he's not going to get you two or three goals every game, but he was going to be there or thereabouts. But it's it, it's a it's a it's a it's a kick between the legs, isn't it, for them, Steve? I think it's an issue from uh, coming up from high above. I think they're looking at the uh, the way the season is going at the moment. I think they're looking or thinking that they're going down, and I think mm. they're trying to just um, balance the books and get money in. Because I think it's absolutely stupid um, to sell you know, your strike at this this time of the season. But money talks, and but yeah. I don't think the manager wanted him to go. I'm sure it's come up from above that yeah. we're going down this year. Yeah. We're going down this year, but we need to get some mm. get some money into to build to come back up. Mm. And big big mistake. I think it is a huge mistake. Uh, I take it then you are going for a Leicester win. No, I can't. I can't because if I go for a Leicester win, Leicester will lose. Um, <laughs> you know my predictions. Every time I go for Leicester, they lose. So I don't yeah. want that to happen. You know what I mean? Um, so you, you are the only my... one of the ex-players in that mini league we do that has gone not for Leicester. <laughs> I can't because my, you know, my reverse psychology is if I go for the opposition, Leicester will win. So I'm not going to break that. I know it sounds right. horrible, but. I'm doing it for you know personal reasons is because yeah, no, I don't, no, no, I don't I, miss it to lose. I totally I totally get that. Hello to Mella. Uh the game of the weekend is hundred percent Newcastle versus Watford. It could decide eighteenth. And uh Jeff, always a tough game, but Foxes will still be too strong. Um, Brad, I mean Newcastle looked at this. I don't think um Chris Wood's gonna be the striker that's gonna be there in maybe four or five years when um they're they're up for the premiership league and what have you, but I think he'll get a lot of money, you know, just for for the one season. Um, a, a great move by um, Newcastle. They, they knew that they had this clause in his contract and they went for it. I mean, it absolutely... I, I don't know, guys, what's more baffling? Being Harry Kane signing a six-year deal and not getting a, a release clause in it, knowing you don't want to stay there, or letting your best striker sign a contract with a twenty million pound release clause, which is essentially change in the Premiership. It, it baffles me. I don't know which one's a more bizarre contract negotiation decision. Uh, I'm inclined to say Harry Kane just because it's Harry Kane at Spurs, but it was ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't benefit anybody if Burnley are to go down. That's the sort of guy that gets you enough goals in it because he did it for us, Chris, didn't he? Him, Nugent, mm. and and Barley combined and got. Yeah. Well into double figures. They were the driving force behind us, storming the league. Again, that's a league title we win that never gets much praise for, even though we hit the, I believe we hit like the 100 point, point mark, didn't yeah. we? Anyway. We did indeed, yeah. Um, although Wolves were awesome for getting 99 or whatever they got. Yeah, all right. Anyway, um, you know, you, you've not just potentially relegated yourself by taking out such a key man to your 14 goals. You've probably set yourself up for a very, very frustrating three or four years in the championship. I'm really, I, you know, I was concerned about Burnley this year, but it looks at their squad and thought, ah, oh, if he stays and he stays, and, and you know, Burnley do mm -hmm. Burnley, they'll, they'll probably bounce back up after a season or two. This transfer just makes me even more worried, and thankful I'm not a Burnley fan. I feel sorry for Dan. I really do on a genuine fan to fan basis. I feel sorry for him because I'd be thinking, oh God, could we end up back in League One at this rate? Because you just can't let a strike that go. The only the only saving grace they could have 
is if Chris Ward doesn't do enough to keep Newcastle up uh, and they both go down. Yeah. That's the only way it'd be a bit of saving grace. And even then, you'd have to say hi to him again on Tuesday night. But, you know, you know, I mean, Eddie Howe knows, you know, he was manager at Burnley. He knows Chris Wood. Um, he knows he knows what it, what he's buying there. Um, like I said, if you're going to make a purchase and that purchase damages a, a relegation rival, it, it's, a, it's a double whammy. So are you going for the City win, Brad? Oh, I'm going for the Leicester win. I mean, yeah, yeah. just point out there, just to add on to it, that would be like... That'd have been like two seasons ago, Liverpool signing Aguero. You know what I mean? In a title race, yeah. it's the same end of the table. Why are you selling to your rivals and all? I know he's got a release clause, but Jesus, that was baffling. Yeah. No, I just thought, I just thought about it in in, in all contexts, yeah. isn't it? Really. Mella, Steve said um, that Newcastle Watford is a big game. Uh, we said it's the game of the weekend. It is a the old proverbial six pointer, isn't it? I mean. Newcastle are going to be buoyed. They've got, um, I think, I believe it's the first home game since Trippier signed for them, um, ex-Burnley again. Um, they're going to have Wood in the squad. Um, and well, it sounds wrong when I say Newcastle have got Wood. I uh, shouldn't be thinking about that. But on Newcastle, you know, in the best place to... Um, to, to get out of this and Ranieri, I mean, there's a poll. If you if you if you're on YouTube, there's a poll in YouTube. And I've just put it up there just for for to to, to, to be silly. Is who will be the next manager to go? Um, and that's Dean Smith at Norwich, Claudio Ranieri at Watford, Bielsa at Leeds, or Benitez at um, Everton. Uh, I think it could be Ranieri. I don't think be, I don't think he'll be there come the end of the season. I think the Leeds manager will go before anybody else. I think the way they're going at the moment. But Newcastle, um, you know, it's you've got to get two or three players in at the same time. If they don't get anybody else in the window, I think this is this signing they've made is is nothing because mm. you've got to look at the service he's going to get. I can't see him pumping big balls into the box because they don't do it now. Um, they don't seem. Don't seem to be having the, you know, the same thing. The killer, the killer punch. Um, they're good for five, ten minutes in a game, and if they don't mm. score or get on top in that ten minutes, they've been struggling. And I think they'll carry on doing that till he, till he gets three or four players in and gets to play a system where they're getting chance after chance after chance. At the moment, Newcastle are not getting chance after chance after chance, and then oh. the way they are at the back somebody will break and score, which, you know, Watford are really good at doing. I think they play a lot better away from home than they do at home. So, I think this one will be a draw, this one. You are going for a draw on this one, Steve. Uh, I actually went for a Newcastle win purely because it is at Newcastle and uh, they're going to have the crowd behind them. Uh, Like I say, you've got the two new signings making the home debut. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring at all. I think it's 1 0. And I think it could be the first of a few nails in Claudio's uh, uh, coffin. And it was really a weird signing as a manager when he's when he's not kept Fulham up that Watford believe he could do the same for them, Brad, or at least try and keep him up. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, 
listening to the Watford board is is like listening to anything that's wrote in, in the scum. I mean the sun because it talks absolute rubbish because a certain former Fox manager and Nigel Pearson got them out of the bottom three for the first time in like months on end and then they sacked him. Yeah. So it doesn't you know, I, I still stand by it. I reckon every day they've got a, they've still got that will and they're like, What we sacking today? Like a matter eight ball, they shake it every morning. Oh, shall I we say the eight ball? Yes, yeah. Um, but there's something about this, isn't it? I, I, if anyone's watched the quiz that was done on here a couple of days ago, go and watch it. If not, you'll understand why I'm going with this. Chris Wood likes to score on his debut, um, and uh, I think this has just got. This will be Newcastle sort of cutting open the Burnley wound and rubbing and pouring salt into it. Not just rubbing salt into their wound of losing their best player. Mm-hmm. And I think just when Burnley think it can't get any worse after getting knocked out of the cup by Huddersfield and losing a striker, he will help Newcastle to an emphatic 3-0 win. I've got Newcastle winning it mm-hmm. and I think Chris Wood scores. I think it's just written for him to do it, isn't it? I don't think... I agree with Chris. Uh, not Chris. I agree with um, Steve. I still think it's strange because Newcastle don't play the way that's suited to Chris Wood's football. But there's just something about the whole way it's happened that you can just see it. Even if it's just one win that they get in the next five games, they're going to win this game yeah. purely because he will score. Yeah. I mean, Mella here, he is a Watford fan. And he says, but Fulham's squad was much worse than Watford's, uh, although the Prem is, a, is harder today. It is, but I'm just... I, and coming on now, we've got Norwich Everton, Steve. I mean... Norwich, Watford, these teams that I no disrespect to Mella, but these teams that just come up and come straight back down again, at least make a fight for it. You know, um, I mean, Norwich are stopping, you know, a, a better team coming up or a team that could at least do a Sheffield United or a Leeds have one good season up there or like a hole when they first came up. It's almost like just making the numbers up. And, and I'm sorry for Norwich and what for which I feel like saying, like, go away and let somebody else come up and have a go. Because if you come back up again after you've gone down, you know you're going to go straight back down again. Yeah, because the, the philosophy of the, uh, uh, you know, the championship is that you get into the, the premiership and then whatever got you up and the style of play got you up there, you, you, you totally change and you start thinking about uh, money, you start thinking about survival and... Um, the tactics like, you know, you go on at West Brom, I watch West Brom a lot now as well. Their yeah. tactics they're, the tactics they're playing now, they'll be relegated within 10 games when they get to the uh, the premiership because, you know, it's, it's not working. But Norwich will, be, Norwich will go down. Uh, they'll probably yeah. finish first or second again next year and they'll come back up because, you know, that's how Norwich play. They're too good for the championship but not good enough for the, for the premiership. Yeah. So I take it you're going for Everton, are you on this one or a draw? I'm going to go for Everton because I think, uh, like you say, Everton are away from home and I think they're another team that, you know, play better away from home because the pressure of the fans is not there. And I yeah. think they've got more attacking prowess what I've seen in the last three or four games than they've had at the beginning of the season. So their bad yeah. run's going to come to an end and I, and I think they'll win easy. I mean, for me, Everton are the biggest disappointment or one of the biggest disappointments of the season from what I was expecting them to do. Um, You know, they've got a good manager in there. 
Everton. They got they got you know they would spent the money over the past few seasons, so you would think they've got some decent players in, and something just isn't right there. You know they're selling the best players. Um, there's rumours that you know the, the, is it Digney that's gone to to Villa? Uh, I can never say his name. And El Ghazi's coming back the other way, who apparently Benitez doesn't want, but the owner of Everton wants. So there's something, there's something not not happy uh, at Goodison Park. This is one I can actually see what we what we've said before. It's a, a last game on match of the day for me. I've actually got this one as a boring nil nil. So I've gone for a draw. And and Jeff has said here Norwich toothless, Everton useless, <laughs> poor draw. Steve, uh, Brad, what do you think about this one? You know what, Everton are just so, so bad at the moment. Like, it, it, no disrespect to the likes of Burnley and Newcastle, but at least we've kind of come accustomed to them struggling every year and just about staying up. But this is, you're talking disappointment of the season, hands down. It's Everton mm. right now. They are disappointment of the season. They were so fortunate against Hull. I mean, they, they're, they're, yeah, their third goal, you might say, oh, it's an absolute worldie by... Townsend or whoever it was that scored it. Um, but really, the keeper's position was poor. Steve, you would have saved it. Um, <laughs> it, was that, it, was, it, was that, it was that crap of a shot to us. It wasn't even like top bins. It was pushed there by the keeper's crap reaction into it. Um, but they are up shit creek without a paddle. I think they're up crap creek without a boat, let alone anything else. So... Um, mm. It's one of them. I don't think the macro is going to come out this soon because of how bad Everton are. But I'm actually going to go for Norwich to nick this one nil. I think it'll be an awful, dreadful game. But I just see like some 90th second minute goal just sums up Everton's season, sort of thing. It'll be one of them. Uh, Brad, I don't believe it. Be serious, man. You cannot be serious. <laughs> I was just thinking that I haven't had to play that, and then Brad, you don't let me down. You come I don't, to be fair though, it's not actually that much of an outside shock, is it, Everton? But I do get it. It is. It is probably <laughs> the biggest shock out of it because they are just as bad. But I thought, why not? <laughs> uh, then we come to an interesting mid-table clash: um, Wolverhampton <sighs> against Southampton. I mean, as I look at that, if I'm a Southampton fan, I mean, you sat up in 11th, which is better than I thought you would be. But for me, your season's almost over. You're not going to get relegated. Um, and you, you know, there's worse teams than you. And, you know, you, you, you've got the points, you're scoring the goals. Um, you've won two in five, but you're not going to sort of win, you know, uh, uh, or get into Europe at all. Wolves, two in five again, they've only managed the, to win. Um but I thought the struggle, Steve. I've got to be honest with you. When they got rid of uh, um, the manager, but Large has come in and he's, you know, doing very well. They're sat in eighth there. I've actually gone for this as a uh, Wolves win because it's at Wolves, but it'll be a tight game for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I think Wolves are going to win this one. Mm. I think Wolves are starting to look like the team they were a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, they get the momentum back. Uh, I think they're, they're solid at the back. Uh, they're starting to play the football, and uh, they're, they're looking hard to beat. So I think they're going to be consistent over the next few games, and I think they're going to pick up, yeah. you know, the points and move up like they did a couple of years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't sneak into Europe. To be honest with you, 
given the run, given the run, I think uh, looking at the other teams, just the two round them and that. But um, the, I think they're a hard team to beat Wolves. Looking good. Yeah. yeah. Brad, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Sorry, Matt. I'm just trying to yeah. sort of setting out on this. It's just doing me head. And I am still with you, though, when I'm on the camera. I'd, um, okay. Uh, Brett, um, Wolves, Southampton. Oh, I have to agree with what's been said, to be honest with you. Um, it's it's a game that Wolves have really turned the corner. They've really, really impressed over the last... Oh, I forgot to do this right, phone. Over the last few weeks, they've really, really um, impressed me. And I actually agree. I think Wolves are going to win this one. Um, yeah. and I don't think Southampton have struggled as much as ever before with all their outgoings and, you know, being Liverpool B again. Uh, but, no, I, I, I think Wolves will get a cliche at 1-0 win. You know, typical Wolves style. Very hard to beat. Don't score a lot. So, yeah. I can't imagine a big scoring win. But, no. yeah. The second one that we, we've gone for. Guys, if you're watching uh, on YouTube, this is what I would please ask Watch you. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Yeah, give us a follow, give uh, us a subscription, sorry, on YouTube and smash those likes. It really does help the channel if you can do that. And if you subscribe, you don't you don't get loads of emails or, or messages unless you want notifications saying that I'm going live. But it just like I say, it does help uh, help the, um, the 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 channel out. If you were watching earlier on Dugout Football Channel, uh, we came to this game and uh, it started off with. Doug having a rant against Man United, and it ended up with me having a rant about Man United. I mean, they were lucky they got past Villa in the cup. You know, it was Manchester VAR rather than Manchester United. Uh, and I just don't know what's happened to them. I mean, Manchester United fans, you are a big club. You are one of the biggest clubs in Europe. And yet you sack a manager. You don't have anybody in line to replace him. You've so not got somebody in line to replace him that you have to get an interim manager uh, in when managers should be walking barefoot over glass to come and manage you. You should be going out and saying, this is who we want. Are you coming? Here's the money. That's Man United. You know, you, you're back to, I would actually say, you're back to the standards that you were when Liverpool were the biggest team in the country in the 80s. You, you just lose it. I mean, who's in charge there? Is it Ralph? Is it Ronaldo? Because apparently, you know, you, the, the the whole um, uh, 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 players are, are up in arms against Ralph. But they should be playing for him. You know, they should be looking at him that this guy's going to be our director of football. We need to put in a performance. Ronaldo needs to stop. I think Ronaldo, to be honest with you, I don't think Solskjaer actually wanted him. I think they had other positions like defensive midfielder, which was more important. And I think it was a buy to stop Manchester City getting him. I don't think they wanted him at all. He needs to go because he, he, he's just the biggest sulk going. Um, and I think, you know, Villa, <laughs> they're laying down, uh, Steve, they're laying down the gauntlet. Coutinho, Digny, they're, they're making some good signings. And we're going to see whether Coutinho's past his best or not, obviously, when uh, when he starts playing. But I've got this down as a, a, a Villa win all the way. 
Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go for Villa. Uh, mm. I think they were robbed the other night against Man United. Unbelievable yeah. robbed. Couldn't believe it. But I think Man United now they're becoming unmanageable. Um, you know, you're going on about Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, much respect to the guy. He's a winner, and he can probably see what we can see is that he's playing with individuals. He's playing with people that are not motivated. They're not motivating themselves. You know, I, I, I watch Rashford, and the guy looked like he was going to burst into tears every time the, the camera went close onto him. And yeah. you got Fernando, Fernandez, whatever he's, Oschops, whatever you call him. <laughs> he, he's totally gone. He's, he's, yeah. he's the same. Um, you know, you want a lot more players like Scott, Scott, what's the Scottish guy in the middle? Uh, McTominay, is it? McTominay, you need players, yeah. yeah you, you need players with him and like Jones. Why was Jones left out the squad when he played so well uh, the week before? Yeah. You want players like you want players like that that yeah. want to see Man United succeed. The players they got there at the moment, they just want to see what money they got in the pockets and they want to play for themselves. And I think yeah. Ronaldo can see that he's been in teams now, and he's been the best in the world for years. All of a sudden, because he's gone to Man United, everybody's criticising him and saying he's he's past it. But he plays for teams that were team players, team teams where you know they brought the best out of each other. And Man United are not doing that. And I think he's getting so frustrated. And he, you know, I think he's taking on the role of what the manager should be doing, what the coaches should be doing. And it's, mm. you know, it's 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 giving him some criticism that. I feels unfair to him. It's a good point. I, you know, I, I'm not disputing he, he is a good player, but um, to, to, to my mind, they're, they're no better than what they were under Oli, Brad. No, and like Steve said, it just baffled me. That it just seemed like, I don't know, maybe the players didn't get the memo because when Ralph first got there, it seemed like it was having that, sort of desired effects. It wasn't glamorous football. The results were a bit edgy, but they were putting a bit of a run together and it thought, oh, maybe this is one of the things. He's just getting the kinks out. He's finding the main players. He's working well with them. Maybe this is exactly, maybe this is a bit of a masterstroke by Manchester United do it, bringing this guy in. And all of a sudden, it's like Ronaldo went to his agent, oh, this this Ralph is a bit of a Bit of a hard worker, but if he's my manager for the next year and a half, and, and someone has to remind him he's only here on like six months, then it's almost like the players went, Hold on, then why are we bothering listening to a guy who's not going to be here mm. come May? No one cares what he's got to teach us and train because it's all going to go out the window in six months' time when someone else comes in. The whole Ronaldo thing, I try and stay away from it because I, I see both sides of it. I see that he's a world class talent. I see that he's been and achieved so much, blah, 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 blah. But should, you really, should it really come down to the point where you're going, if he don't the point who I want as manager, I'm going to leave. No, don't be a child. Yeah, just no, no. Yeah. It's not worth going down that rabbit hole. But you, this is one of them that, for me, just as it all looks dark and doom and gloom for Manchester United and it's Ragnick out, it's Cavani's going, Cavani's staying, Ronaldo's out, Ronaldo's mm -hmm. staying. Players hate training, players love training, players are not wanting to work for him, players want to work for him. Watch them go and beat Villa against all odds. Watch them go and beat Villa because of the way they did it in the cup. I can just see Manchester United winning this. 
Right. I, I think it'll be another contentious game, but I think United will somehow sneak the three points. Whoa. Okay. Uh, good evening to Anthony. Welcome along, sir. You're just in time for the Arsenal Spurs prediction in a minute. Um, <laughs> Liverpool Brentford. I mean, you know, Brentford had a great start to the season, uh, gone off the boil a bit. But if you, you know, they're 13th, and I'm sure if you give them 13th when they first came up, they'd have bitten your hand off. Liverpool, they're out of it now, aren't they, Steve? They're, they're, they're not going to win the Premier League. This is the argument that I, I, I don't know if I said it on here a few weeks ago and that, but I think the modern game changed where they wanted to have three points for a win, one for a draw, because teams weren't going out and trying to get the win. But mm. I think it's starting to backfire now because, like you say, the season's halfway through. Man City's not going to lose 13 points. They've won the league yeah. now, I think. And I think it's making it too predictable. And I feel that if you go back to the two points, you're going to have more teams challenging for the for the title than you are yeah. now because, you know, you're going to get everybody's in with a chance for the first six games. After the first six games is over, Man City's going to win the league. And that's pure yeah. and simple because the way, the way they are. And I think are we turning into a glorified Scotland? It's 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 killing the game. It's 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 too it's gone too commercialised. It's gone too too much money. The football's gone out of it. But there's no excitement now because if people say to me, if you watch the game this week, you'll watch a game next week, and you'll watch the game after that. It's all the same. And it, you know, the the blood and guts has gone out of it. And mm. I think the, I think most of the league are the same. Is that they all accept that. The game, the season's over halfway through, and I, f I feel that's you know it's wrong. It should yeah. be changed. Like, give it more competition, more. You know, you love, you love, you love fourteen out of the the top division playing for the title. If you go back to that, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Um, but do you see Liverpool going for this one, or do you see Brentford nicking something? Liverpool's a fortress. Liverpool, you know. Yeah. Dull, dull win, dull win. It's 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 only the selves that lose them a game. I don't think the opposition beat them. Um, I think they they lose it themselves, and I can't see Brentford getting that. That's at all. No, uh, I see coming from a uh, good shout, Brad. Um, Liverpool, no Salah, but then again, he's not much of a miss. You know, he, he can't score penalties. He can't do it for his international team. Um, but are Liverpool going to be too strong for Brentford? Um, I think over the course of 90 minutes they'll get the job done, but I don't by any means think it'll be start to finish. We saw what Brentford were capable of doing against them early in the season. At Brentford, they completely yeah. made that place a cauldron. It was very intimidating. It was intimidating to, to listen to when, when we played there. It was a very loud ground. We all remember what Filbert Street was like at that capacity uh, and, and the noise that ground made when the fans were in this is Anfield. Um, I kind of, I kind of want Diego Jota to have a nightmare because I can't stand what that clown did when he scored the goal. But like, 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 grow up, mate! You've just knocked a B team, a, a Leicester reserve side out of the bloody Carabao Cup. Grow up! What was the point in antagonising fans like an absolute dickhead? I was so happy 
when when we beat them because I, I I I have to restrain myself from putting them in a uh, in a tweet and saying I've that up you you stuck up clown. So I kind of hope that Brentford do win it. Um, I need to get a bleeping so, machine here, don't I? <laughs> I? I know, I know, right? I'm trying to I'm trying to use different words to get around it. Um, but uh, oh, you know what? No, screw it, screw it. Jota's going to be crying come full time. Jurgen Kopp's going to be playing in the floodlights and the long grass. Brentford's will upset the apple cart, decimated Liverpool. Brentford will win because I just can't stand Liverpool. I'm gonna I'm gonna start being like Spurs for Steve of these. <laughs> I think they're getting on my nerves as well. Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> Brentford wins. Sodom, stupid Liverpool, stuck a clown. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable, Brad. Um. Oh, I've put you down twice there, so let's get rid of you. Yeah, I'll, both. I'll cover my points basis to split. Yeah. I'll get half yeah. point one right. I've I've got to agree. I've got to agree. Had the, you know, had this been the Brentford of pre-Christmas mm. when they're on the run, they've come up. You know, clubs can come up and they can you know have a good first season. Um, we, you know, we've seen it with with Sheffield United. I remember when Hull did it, Blackpool. And then they kind of struggle. And I think they're kind of running out of steam a little bit. Maybe it's the squad size. Uh, it's a funny season all round. But I, I just, I think Liverpool, it's because it's at Liverpool, they're just going to have too much for Brentford. That said, I still want Brentford to stay up. I love the little clubs doing well. No disrespect when I say little club, because uh, I still think of us as, as that. Um, but I do... Um, I say I think they'll 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 be happy with seventeenth and above Brentford this season, but uh, um, but uh, I think Liverpool are going to have too much for them. Um, Leeds got a bit of a well, not a shock win, but they beat Burnley, which it seems everybody can do. We'll see whether we can at the weekend. Um, this what, Leeds need this. I mean, Leeds are where are we? Let's have a look. Leeds. They're 16th, you know, 19 points. So they're, they're eight points above Burnley, but Burnley got two games in hand. So Leeds aren't totally out of it. They've only won that one in, in, in the last five. West Ham, I mean, they're winning tonight. They're, 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 they're doing a Leicester, aren't they, Steve? Yeah, they're having a great season. Um, they found their mojo. They found it a style of play. And um, I think it's the same kind of scenario as Wolves. You know where West Ham's going to play, but you're going. To, it's hard to beat him, and I think um, he's doing a great job, Moyes. Um, I was yeah. trying to stick up for Leeds a few weeks ago and whatever, but oh, they're really struggling. And I think that he's the next manager to go. And I think in the next two or three games, wow. it's, it's critical, critical for them. But uh, no, yeah. West Ham, West Ham are looking good, and like yeah. you say, it's one of those seasons like Leicester were. Even if they play bad, they're getting the results. Yeah, uh, they're getting getting the goal. So um, yeah, West Ham will win this one. I I have to agree with you. I and mean, I actually went for three 0 I think it will be a bit of a West Ham route. Leeds, they only have one style of play, and I think that's 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 what Bielsa's problem is. You know, we joke about it. Oh, sorry. First of all, I want to say good luck to uh, to Jeff with his immigration report. Hope it all goes well, mate. Thanks for popping on. Um, before he went, he went for West Ham to win. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Bielsa at Leeds, he just, you know, we joke about managers not knowing not having a plan B, but 
I think teams have worked them out, worked, you know, and they 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 know what Leeds are going to play like. They know what they're going to come up against, and and they're ready for it. And West Ham are just on a roll this season. Like you say, I think if they uh, if they had a poo in the middle of the pitch, it'd come out gold. So I'm going to go for uh, agree with you, Steve. There and, and and totally, it is a West Ham win for me. Um, I'm almost dreading asking Brad, but Brad, what? Uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's no hatred aside here. Actually, there's probably, as as you know, um, with a member of my family, that uh, I actually have quite a bit of a soft spot for West Ham, um, and I am. I just think I agree with what Steve said earlier. If Watford don't casually land the wheel on sacking now um, with Ranieri, I think Bielsa's stubbornness. And stupidly stubborn, I stand by it. I think he's stupid and stubborn to, to refuse to do anything other than play the same style of football over and over and over again. Because it's what it's what's got leading leads in the mess they're in. And mm. they're probably counting the lucky stars that Norwich are taking at one of the relegation zones, and they only have to be better than two sides, not three. Um, and I think West Ham was going to steamroll it. West Ham was yeah. steamrolling this. It's at West Ham, they're a good side, they're playing well, they've proved they can cope without certain big names. Uh, missing for a few weeks, West Ham should win this comfortably. I'd be very, very surprised if this wasn't, yeah, uh, was anything yeah. other than a West Ham win. Yeah, um, David Moyes reinventing himself, uh, the the manager that Man United wish they had probably got now. Talking of which, hi Rich, how are you doing? Welcome along, thanks for popping on. And we come up to the last game of the season, and you all know, you all know what I'm going to play here. Uh, uh, here we go, let's just do uh, it. To be fair, your next two fixtures, um, I'm cooling a go for the two teams because I cannot stand Arsenal. And I, stand, <laughs> I cannot stand Tottenham, so... but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Now, I had this problem when I was doing on Dan's show, uh, the Turf Morehouse, uh, last week. We were predicting the FA Cup, and I had, I had to pick between Coventry and Derby, and I couldn't. I just literally, it was just not in me to pick either of them. So I had to go for a draw. Knowing what we've just seen here, just, just, take, it, just take it away, Steve. <laughs> well, the, only comment, the only comments I'd like to say on this game. Is I want Tottenham to get absolutely hammered the first half, and I want Arsenal to get absolutely hammered the second half, <laughs> and then I want the gale force wind to turn up. I want the stands to blow off, and um, and bury the lot of them. That's that's all I can tell. <laughs> because there's no sitting on the fence with you, Steve. Is there? <laughs> oh no! Why is it? Yeah. It's it's the antics on the pitch. It's the, the antics on the pitch. I've watched it again tonight, you know, and I, I want to throw the dog through the telly, but I can't. <laughs> and then the wife keeps saying, why do you watch it? Why do you watch it? But, no, I would, no, no comments on this game. So, uh, I, I, Shall I put you down for a draw? Uh, put him down for a postponement. <laughs> Or if you, if you if you want to give no prediction at all, yeah, put you down for postponement. Yeah, can't like we postpone it? Shall I put you down as an X then? Then there's no there's no you yeah. you could be risking a point, but uh, I'd, I'd gladly give up a point on this one. 
I don't no, care. I'm gonna, oh, I'm wow. gonna fit you down. I can't give up any more points, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if Anthony's still if Anthony, if you're still watching, um because uh, Anthony is a big Arsenal fan, yeah, he does hate you. <laughs> he really does, uh, Brad. But then again, it, it's his equal hate for Spurs, so it's not just uh, Steve. That's why Steve never goes to North London now <laughs> without a disguise on. Brad, um, go for it. I kind of want Spurs and Arsenal to offer Steve Lynx the freedom of the city just so he can reply to them go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know Mark said bad to that round. I just thought that'd be hilarious if he got given a free ticket and he said, oh, thanks for the toilet roll. I needed it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not as, as, as venomous with my disdain for these two clubs. Um, but I don't want either of them to win either. So not willing to sacrifice the point. I mean, God bless you, Steve, to sacrifice it, but I'm going to go for a yeah. draw. I don't <laughs> want either of them to win. Steve, you are you stick by your laurels and, and we respect you for that. Um, yeah. I mean, top, you know what, Chris? I tell you what, if he doesn't do well in this week, can we just give him a point anyway for sticking to, to his loyal bit? <laughs> <laughs> I may well do. I may well. I may give him enough to take a, take over from you, Brad. Um, oh, yeah. Well, he can't give him 37 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm torn on this one. Uh, I don't particularly have much hatred for either of them. In, 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 in a way, I mean, Tottenham, apart from that season when we um, did the, the, the you know, the, they came third in a two-horse race, I, I didn't particularly like them and not like them. Same with Arsenal. I think what it has been this season is, or the last season as well, it's the fans. It's the fact that not every fan, and I know Anthony's not like this if Anthony's watching, uh, but it's this sort of, we're not in Europe we, 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 you know, we, we, we need to sack the board, get rid of everybody. You know, it's like they don't have a bad season. You know, they're Arsenal, they're Spurs. We're not allowed to have a bad season because, you know, we bend down and money shoots out our backside, you know. And, and I, you know, it's been good this last two seasons that you've had to say, like, you know better, Arsenal and Tottenham, than anybody, you know, anybody else outside the top three. You are getting left behind as much as the rest of us are. And, yeah, okay, Spurs have got a good manager in now, giving fair dues. Arsenal, I think he, he could come good. He, you know, just he, Pep thinks a lot of Arteta. He he, he does do the, um, you know, he get, he's had a good run. I think he won five, six in a row. Uh, but then he, he gets, decision, you know, <laughs> games like he did uh, against Forest. I, so, yeah, it, it's the fans, I think, more than the club that I hate. But, Having to have to pick a one for this, um, I think Arsenal is, is Arteta the guy that can go after that Forest Arsenal game in which Arsenal were absolutely diabolical. There's no other word for it. I mean, they were more washed out than the shirts were, and you looked at that and you'd have to say Forest were the you know the team in the team in red were the Premier League, but it happened to be Forest, not Arsenal. They were goddamn off. Not a shot in goal, shot on goal. And Brad, you know me. I'm sorry, a Premier League club. If it's in the Premier League, you don't get a shot on goal. 
I, I think it's disgusting. Not to get a shot in goal on the FA Cup when you're playing a lower division team is absolutely diabolical. And I think yeah, I just yeah. think Tottenham have, Tottenham have got the better manager. And that's why I've gone for a, a Tottenham win here. Um, and sorry, I had a bit of a rant there. <laughs> but oh, let me just take Steve off there. You've, you've come up there as well. So there we go. So, um, yeah, I think I feel about them too, Steve, about the fans the same way you do about the clubs. I don't think either of us would go down to uh, North London <laughs> and, uh, with, with, without a heavy disguise on. So there we've got it. Game 22 or week 22. Uh, of the Premier League for most some or some teams, it's week 16 for others, 17 for others. The table's a waste of time because you know no, nobody's played the same number of games. But um, Palace Brighton, Steve thinks it's a home win. Bradmere gone for the draw. We've all said Chelsea, uh, Man City gonna gonna do it over Chelsea. Uh, we all think Leicester are going to beat Burnley, but Steve has predicted Burnley because that way Leicester might win. Um, but we should there'll be, there'll, there'll be questions if we can't beat Burnley now Brad, oh, sorry, Newcastle we've got uh, me and uh, Brad think that it'll win Steve thinks it'll be a draw uh, it could well, well, well be a board score, uh, draw Norwich, Everton divided us all Brad, he had his North Macedonia moment, that's all I can say hey, it wasn't quite that bad this actually has a chance of happening <laughs> it, was, it was more Scotland winning the game in the Euros. Sorry, Scotland. <laughs> um, we all think Wolves are going to do it against Southampton. Split decision because Brad showing his true Man United roots. And uh, he, he, the fact that he lives in Manchester has nothing to do, nothing to do with the fact of why he's picked Man United no, at all. Ralph, Ralph, you... Ralph, Ralph mate, doesn't send me a £50 check a week just to say it. No. Have you got, by the way, have you got Man United PJs on? Is that what I heard? Uh, no, that, no, that would be Dan. Dan has Man United PJs. Dan, the Burnley <laughs> fan, is making sure he can do his Premier League shows next year by changing his allegiance to Man United. <laughs> I did say we're going to have Dan on as much as we can because we might not have him on next season. Um, Villa um, was chosen by myself and Steve. The same exactly for Liverpool, but Brad... Brentford, good luck, Brad. We all think West Ham are going to do it, and only two of us voted in the last game uh, with Brad going for the draw and he going for the, uh, the Arsenal win. Um, and, and somebody else sort of, did, um, what, what did you say, voided, the, voided their voting paper. <laughs> Anthony says here, we have got players out, but it'll be a hard game against Tottenham. Anthony, not been awful. Watching you the other the other day, you'd you'd have a hard game against Norwich at the moment. I'm sorry, but uh, but there we go. We'll see how many games. We have still got two days, so I tell you what, it's been a really hard season to predict. I think any other season, I think we'd all have been doing a lot better than we are doing. But Steve, you know, it's 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 all over. Anybody can beat anybody. You don't know what team's going to be put out because. Not the fact that you you, you know you got Ranieri tinkering, but you've got you know, COVID sticking its nose in. I think COVID's getting you know you you got to wonder why so many players are coming down with COVID or they're having to think well, you know I'd like to know how many players have had the jabs. I think there's more players not had the jabs than they've had the jabs, but yeah, they they you know the the lifestyle they live now, the bubbles they're in, no, not one of them should be catching COVID. You know, there, there could good. be no 
nowhere near it. But yeah. it's yeah, it's one of these. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to comment on that, to be honest. But yes. you know, there's got to be far more players not had the jab than there is the, that they've had the jabs. And be interested to see what happens when they come back from this Africa Cup. Uh, I and, think uh, yes, it will. Definitely. Will they have to isolate or will they come straight back into the country and carry on where they left off? Um, it, it'd just be baffling, wouldn't it, if they were allowed to, randomly allowed to come back when you consider other parts of the world that have been very strict won't allow you to re-enter or enter their country without like a 10-day isolation. I mean, Australia's had, a, had their issues with the Ashes, didn't they? They actually had to scrap a Perth test because the isolation period and fitting it in wouldn't have worked because of Perth's... Well, look at Djokovic. In Australia, yeah, because he's not jabbed. No, that yeah. was because he's not jabbed. Yes, just... but what I'm saying is that I don't see, it, and it is down to everybody's individual um, choice. Of course, it is, Brad. And as Steve said, your players, you go into um, a training camp, you mix in with 22, 23 other players, and maybe 10, 12 staff as well. Who you you know you're not in a bubble with them because you're then going home to your partners or whatever. For me, I'm sorry, this is another case sometimes of players thinking that they're above everybody else. They should be having the jab simply because of the sport that they're in. You know, mean... No, no disrespect, you know. Um, my my wife's a nurse at Warsaw, Warsaw Manor Hospital, and uh, right. she's got she's got less cases than the whole of the footballers put together. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that's make that makes me wonder, um, because everybody keeps ranting on and ranting on about COVID. But there's more footballers in that in bubbles and having to isolate than there is the patients she's got in Warsaw Manor Hospital. Yeah. That 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 kind of uh, puts it in in, pers- in perspective, doesn't it, Brad? Yeah, it does, really. And at the end of the day, this country is 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 probably to a lot of other countries an absolute laughing stock. That's probably in general. I know they probably were a laughing stock to other countries, but the way we, the way that blubbering blubbering idiot has handled it, you can understand why those that are not so much against getting vaccinated, but are sat there going, well, in a weird way, everybody, you know, there's always two sides to a debate or whatever. Yeah. But for me, it's just like. I'm sorry, but if I'm a professional footballer in, 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 and I'm living that sort of life in that world and I see on the news a bloke telling you to do this but not do it, but do that, but only do it with six people and not eight people, I'd be like, well, what, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Yeah. I mean, if I get ill and then have to rest and get over it and that's my own doing, it, it, it just it, doesn't it, make it. sense. You, you, you can't yeah. put the world... On a standstill, but then turn around and go. Well, actually, no. We 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 want to make sure your minds are occupied and you don't, I, you know, you don't fall into yeah. a mental health issues. So what we're going to do is put all the strain on the sports professionals and let them continue. I mean, the darts was a joke. I think five people dropped out with COVID. They they, they played a game, got got a positive test two days later, had to drop out. I think boxing things, wrestling's gone back to not having audiences mm. again, I believe, in certain sports. Ones. It's just, it's such a shambles and a mess in, in terms of the sport itself that I it just it baffles my brain. I know that's not hard to do, but this really does like <laughs> sound like the easiest thing to sort out. And we've made such a yeah. pig's ear of it, it and predominantly in our country, that it's just like, 
How? How are you still yeah. getting this wrong? I think, I think yeah. in fairness to, to, to everybody's voting preferences, I don't think had the other guy won, he'd have done a lot better job. But, you know, there, there, there we go. Uh, Mike said, yeah. it's all a joke, uh, to be fair. Uh, let's just end it there. I think it's all a tier system and they're at the top. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. just, uh, and it is everybody's, it is everybody's option whether they want to get jabbed or not. But it, it's, I just think when you're doing this game, you know, have it done, at, you know, you do it, do it at the training grounds, you know, but there we go. There we go. But it has made predicting <laughs> a bit of a minefield this season. And that's the excuse I'm going to use for not doing very well in this. And I'm going to stick to that excuse. <laughs> I want to go back to I want to go back to two points for a win. That's what I want to do. <laughs> you want to go but would you still get the predictions right though, uh, Steve? No, I'm no, not for everybody. He made two I, think points. For every, think, I think for everybody else, though, the season wouldn't be over halfway through. No, no, I agree. Okay. I agree. But that was the reason that they bought it in, though, wasn't it? Because they said clubs that were sort of mid-table had nothing to play for, so they actually bought the three points in to make, oh, I could still catch them. But but they've still got nothing know. to play for now after, uh, after six games. I think, yes, yeah. I think that's possibly because I think, we, like I say, I'm a bit worried we are turning into a mini... Uh, Scotland here, where you've got you know three teams that are always going to finish top three. But um, yeah, I, haven't there, yeah. I, I don't know if you've had time to break it down or whatever. But if you try and break it down to all the teams, what they'd be on if they did have just two points for a win, and um, you know, see how interesting that might be. So yes. if you want to do that for one of your shows, try and break it down to see how the the league would sit if you only got two points for a win, and um, it might make it a bit more interesting. In the predictions, I think that is very true. I might just do, and if I do that show, I will invite you on, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I presume Anthony that the missus is out. Uh, and missus had the jab, it's just made her more lazy. <laughs> oh, brave, mate, brave if she's not out. If she's not out, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for that. Um, let's hope that most of the games will go ahead this weekend, fingers crossed, and uh, we'll see you uh, same time next week. Thanks very much, guys. You're welcome. Good night. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks to Steve and thanks to Brad there. It is a it is a funny it is a funny uh, uh, season. Uh, totally to try to try and predict. Uh, form has gone out of the window. I think once you get the past the top three, anybody can beat anybody on the day. Unless you unless you unless your team name begins with an N or ends in a Y. Leave <laughs> it to that. Hey, thanks for joining me. This is what's coming up next, which is actually on Friday now. It is 7 o'clock on Thursday. We've got the preview show, uh, Burnley versus Leicester City. It's going to be a very interesting talk with Dan. He was slightly, just a tad upset the other day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and especially because the, the, the player that I've picked, like, foot in both taps, uh, foot in both camps, sorry, um, he's now left Burnley as well. So, uh, Anthony said, it is Chris, top four still ups for grabs for the Arsenal. 
you've got to improve in that, that forest. Like I say, that was just a poor performance, Anthony. I'm sorry. Uh, banter aside, thanks for losing because we can now play Forest and we've not had a decent East Midlands derby for, for many years, uh, five or six years. So thanks for that, but I can't see you getting top four unless you turn your uh, performances around. Thanks very much for watching. I'm also nine o'clock tomorrow, Turf Morehouse TV. Uh, we'll be doing this this again tomorrow, uh, a prediction show on Turf Morehouse, and I believe uh, Maisie from um, Devils United TV, Man United stream, is joining us as well. I'll say we've got our show at 7 o'clock on Friday, and then we've got another preview show on Turf Morehouse TV again at 9 o'clock on Friday. So two shows, and Dan's getting sloppy seconds off me on Friday. Thanks very much. If you listen to this on the catch-up on podcast, uh, whether that be Podcast Addict, Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, or even uh, Google, I uh, appreciate you so much. I can't believe we're nearly at 16,000 views and we've only just gone over the year views listens i should say uh, it is amazing thank you if you're doing that and if you're watching on youtube if you haven't please please subscribe um it does help the channel smash those likes and if you know a leicester fan or somebody that just likes football to do a lot of non-leicester content get them um get them on here and get them subscribing thanks for staking bias lads and uh, lasses i will see you um I'll say see you next Tuesday. <laughs> I'll see you on Friday at seven o'clock. Stay safe, guys, and uh, goodbye. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.